little blip, like back, what was it, two, three years ago, uh, you actually reached out to me to be on your podcast. Yeah, that's right. What's up, it's your man B. Holmes, back with another episode of Doors to Success, where I lay out the B print, which is me teaching you how to knock, open, and conquer the doors to success in your lives. So pretty stoked today, very, very excited. I've got a longtime friend and actually a licensed certified therapist, Craig Smith. Craig, what up, brother? What's up, man? How you been? I love it. I've been good, so honored to be here. Support and believe in everything you're doing, so excited to sit here with you. Dude, thank you, thank you. I actually wanna share a fun little blip. Like back, what was it, two, three years ago, uh, you actually reached out to me to be on your podcast. Yeah, that's right. And that was the third one that I had done that was outside of my realm. Cause there was other like sales, leadership stuff I'd done. Yeah. But yours was the first that I kinda stepped outside my realm and talked about my family and talked about other stuff, and so I really want to tip my hat to you for helping me broaden my horizons and open my eyes to see what else was out there. Yeah, that was that episode was uh, impactful too. Like people being able to see someone of your caliber and like the family oriented oriented man, the, the spirituality, all the all the aspects about what make you up. So it was a, it was an awesome episode. Thanks, man. Well, so this one's exciting for me because in the B print, as you know, uh, we focus on the five aspects of being a awesome human being, right? Which is uh, spiritual, emotional, mental, uh, physical, and social. And so as I was preparing for this, uh, in this segment, we talk about emotional. And in, our, in my emotional uh, content, I train about positive affirmations, journaling, gratitude lists, power, empowering yourself, right? And I was thinking, and I was like, man, who do I know that would just blow this out of the water that people need to hear from. And I opened up my, my Instagram and boom, my first one, it was you talking about your journal. And I'm like, my man, Craig, Matt. <laughs> That's the one. So tell us, tell the tell everyone out there what what you do. You're a licensed therapist, which is broad. So yeah. how does your wife explain to her friends what you do? Oh, how does my wife explain it? Yep. Um, I'm a therapist, and so people kind of get that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so a lot of people still, which blows my mind, will be like, so physical therapy or like what kind of therapy does he do, right? Yep. So um, kind of more more buzzword these days, people would be like like a mindset coach mm. or even though I'm not a big fan of that term, but that's a lot of what I do is work on mindsets with people. And, and really what that just means is how are we thinking, how are we feeling, how are we operating within the most powerful thing, which falls right between our ears, um, and using that to go create the life we deserve and we desire, and that's what I do with people. Oh, I love that. What would you say with what you just explained, what would you say is people's biggest holdup from achieving the life that they deserve or desire? Because those are two very different words, deserve and desire, and I think people get that mixed up so what do you think the biggest that you've in your I mean you've been doing this for years what's the biggest thing you've observed in all your experience that keeps people away from getting the life they deserve and desire those are different I want to talk about both of those yeah yeah deserve is for me deserve is you want something and I, I pick up a lot of this from you 
want something and you're willing to take action and create it, you deserve mm -hmm. it. You deserve it. Um, what you desire, very much different because a lot of us, and here's to answer your question is, there's so many limiting beliefs that um, I think we were gifted is probably the wrong word, gifted, maybe cursed, mm. with as kids or as just growing up, that we we don't deserve to have something. We, we don't. It's not in our DNA or it's not in our, our genetic makeup or it's uh, same thing, but it's, it's not in the cards that, that we are necessarily dealt with. And so we never go after it. Right. We don't go after it. We're just kind of given these limitations right out of the gate for whatever reason it is and we never challenge it we never question that we can push past those things what are some um with that with what you just said what are some of the things that has surprised you that have been you know some of those things that have limited people like as you've talked to people and we won't share any names but what are some of the things that you've been like holy smokes like i never realized that that dog bite or that car accident or whatever what are some of the inter what's the most interesting thing yeah. you've heard of that you're like wow that's interesting um interesting i mean a common one common. Is, there you go a common one is 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 money money is money and is that um if i didn't come for money money equals greed or selfishness and so people stay stuck in that mm. and they will sabotage themselves over and over with uh getting out of a good business or um, not pursuing not pursuing either a promotion or something because their history tells them that um, money's bad mm. and so don't go after it and, and so that some of the limitations show up that way specifically with money relationships I mean name it it's it's in all aspects of what we what we do right I think I think I got ahead of myself where because what you're talking about is very interesting because a little known fact that will be very known is that Craig and I went to high school together, and in my life, uh, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur. We've talked about this on your podcast, so go listen to Craig's podcast, The Greatest Day Mindset. Greatest Day Podcast. Greatest Day Podcast. Uh, you can find that on all platforms. Everywhere. And I talk about my background and my upbringing, and I'm not going to bore everyone with that again, but when Craig met me, I was in an interesting phase of my life where... We had gone from not having any money to my dad sold his business and we had money and all of a sudden I ended up in a small town. My dad bought 100 acres and built his dream ranch because it was his retirement and I was 17 and haven't ever had that type of money before coming into a small town and I got absolutely ridiculed, persecuted, whatever, ostracized because no one knew me and they just saw this big barn my dad had built, right? So. Going back to those times, take us back to what made Craig Smith who you are today. Go back, take us back. How did this get started? Take us back to your childhood, high school. As you, as you look at your life, what were the things that, back in your childhood, that brought you to where you're at today? Yeah, I mean, we look at, we look at my childhood and uh, I shouldn't be sitting at this table with you right now. I shouldn't be having this discussion because I'm not, I wouldn't have been worthy enough to have a voice that would have influenced people. Mm -hmm. Or I wouldn't be in a helping profession like I am now as a licensed therapist with a master's degree. That none of that, none of that had me written all over it. Mm -hmm. I was, I was gonna stay in the same place and I was gonna find a job to just make, maybe not even make ends meet uh, because money was bad, sure. it was selfish and it was uh, evil. And, um, and you just, 
be okay just making it, just yep. getting by. Uh, and so everything about what is happening in my life right now is because I'm not going to believe that. Mm. I'm not going to believe I chose at some point that um, there is more inside my soul to share with the world. I have a voice. I have an impact. And I'm going to go make it happen. Mm. I don't know how, but I'm going to keep making it happen. And, and that's what I've just kept doing. I would say that you're probably one of the most consistent, persistent individuals where you just keep dropping bombs. Like every day you're dropping fire. You stay on top of it. You're out there. I've noticed a lot of people will rise and fall you know they'll they'll come out hot and then they'll flicker out with their determination behind giving good content. You have always brought great content as long as I can remember using social media even years ago. You've always been out there just putting yourself out there. And why do you think that is? What do you think why do you think that you've continued to be persistent while others have have flamed out if if you will? Where did you learn that in your childhood? What 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 did you learn back when you were going through your youth that taught you persistence? Hmm. I, I love this question because I, I don't think I, until I was an adult, even years ago, would even think about this question. Hmm. Um, you asked me that five years ago. I, I'd probably say I, I don't, I don't think they're connected. I don't know. I didn't learn anything from my childhood. But so I asking that question. I love it because it's, I had to. Hmm. Like, if I wanted. If I wanted to go make a sports team, I had to go and work and get after it. I didn't have, so I didn't have a father figure growing up. I didn't have, I didn't have any of that role model that was like pushing me forward and telling me, you know, you could do this, believe in yourself and do these things. So everything about going after something, I was always proving myself right again. Hmm. Like if I say I can do this, then I'm gonna go and do it. Education was another thing. Nobody went to school like nobody went to school in my family right. I graduated I went to college and I did not stop until I had a master's degree not a semester off so wh- why right I, I would love that I would love to like I don't know that there is a why except you just you prove yourself right one time mm. you want to keep tasting that you want to keep going so even the social media thing makes me uncomfortable even today right. to push record or to, to put my face on that screen and say something but every time I do, somebody sends me a message and says, man, that changed That changed the way I'm thinking about something today. And so uh, it's almost like a duty. It's like it's uh, not even always my voice, but it is my calling to keep pushing play or record on something. Love it. Love it. So you feel it's your duty. You feel like that's the – and I think that sense of duty as we've interviewed the last three people we've all talked to, they've all mentioned the sense of duty which I find fascinating in this society because I feel like that word is like gone away and very few people still have it. I think that's what keeps people sitting here. Uh, you know, the people that sit here, that's a big reason they're here is duty. So what, um, as a, as a father, how, how many kids you got? Three boys, three boys, three boys, all under 11. Oh my goodness. Under 11. Um, what are their names? What are their ages? Cruz, my oldest, he's 11. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles, who probably is the mini-me, he's 8. And then Conrad is 5. So when you say mini-me, what is it about him that's the mini version of you? Uh, he's the emotional, he's more the feminine energy one, kind of like me, so get in tune with that emotional side. Mm. Um, wants, wants to just love and give love to people and, mm. and uplift people. He's on... He's 
Instagram. We don't use it anymore, but he's Miles the Motivator mm. on there. He, That's awesome. So he'll get on and he'll give a, a few words of inspiration occasionally, right? Like when he learned to ride his bike, he, he dropped, you guys don't quit, like keep going <laughs> with it. So uh, he picks up, I guess, on some of that stuff and reminds me, eh, I guess we're doing something good here if the kids are picking up on it. That's legit. Miles the Motivator. Miles the Motivator. Uh, don't quit. I'm riding your bike. I like it. Um, so let's dive into, I want to make sure we have time because not only is Craig a licensed therapist, close, close friend, phenomenal dad. Uh, one thing I do love about you, man, is like I have, uh, I have some um, meetings that I have and I see up in, in your city and we're about an hour away uh, from where I'm at. And every time I come up, I'll drop by your office and you're always there to say what's up. And I don't keep in touch with a lot of people from, you know, high school and just life just takes you in separate directions. So I always appreciate how welcoming and loving you do and people don't know that. So I wanna just let people know that I will drop by and whatever you're doing, you, you drop and you come and give me five or a handshake and a hug and, and you give me those 30 seconds. And I always appreciate that. I always appreciate that. So thank you for being that person because you're the real deal. There's a lot of people who are pretenders out there and just do it for the gram. You don't, you do it because you really do value relationships. I appreciate that. Why, um, so in your practice, so not only, like I said, not only are you that amazing person, but you are also an author. Yeah. You are, you are an author, and I am a huge fan of this because of everything we teach with the B-Print and in my life. This is like made for what I do. It, it's exactly what it is. I, I use it every day myself. Um, and so tell us, you've got, we've got this, this, this journal because of, and I know I'm jumping into it premature, but because there's things that I want to talk about. Tell me what motivated you to want to write this focus, a guided journal to creating lasting change in your life. Tell us about this and tell me or tell us why you did it. What was the purpose behind it? Yeah, so I, going back to that, like duty and impact and purpose in life, uh, I'm driving to work one day and I, it, the thought comes over me that says, I need to reach more. Mm. I need to reach more people. What I'm doing in my office is, is great, but that's 25 clients. That's 25 people in a week. Sure. Uh, maybe maybe 60 clients, but it's you know every other week or it's it's small scale compared to what I feel my voice can do. Mm. And it hit me in the car right there. It was like, well, then you need to have a one-on-one -on -one session with everybody in the world every day. Wow. And if you do, what would you say to them? If I could have 15 minutes with everybody, even everybody listening to this right now, if I could have 15 minutes with you, what would be the what would be the core of our conversation? And that's what you find inside this journal. That's so crazy. That's my last question I was going to ask you actually. So we're gonna we're jumping to the last question. Okay. What is that 15 minutes that you would share? What is that? What would, if you were on your deathbed, dying, as you're passing away, you can give one of your boys. 15 minutes, and this is the, the gold of your life, what would that be to pass that on? So that's gonna be the last question. Okay. And maybe, so kind of summarize how you wanna summarize it. Not 15 minutes, but you have 15 seconds, okay? So, in here, what are we gonna find? What are we gonna find? Let's dive into some habits and some actual like uh, action items that we can give people to, what are some things we can show people they can do quickly? If they hear this, like, hey, what, what could I take away? That's the one thing. What are some quick action items? Because I'll tell you what I love about this. The, my biggest thing, my takeaway here is this, the power statements. 
I know you say you have three power I change it up every day. I have like my, my, my go-to affirmations, but you've got three power statements that you have people write. So let's go through this. Tell us what are some things we can find in the journal and what are some things we can take away from it if people don't get the journal, which everyone go get the journal. If they don't, what are some habits and tools they can use, you know, with the journal yeah. and without it? Yeah, so I guess the, the biggest thing about and what, and what people are getting out of this journal is, um, one is we need, to, we need to treat ourselves better. Like we're doing way too many good things in life not to celebrate, whether it's the, the single mom who's just scraping by to keep her babies fed and alive and, and hold down a job, or you know, it's, it's the father who uh, gets overlooked because he's just doing what he's supposed to do, but mm-hmm. it's working nonstop and it's, and it's providing and it's, you know, all of us have that story that we're just trying to get by. So in one of the prompts inside the journal is celebrate yourself. Like, yeah. what are you doing well in life? Like, you've got to celebrate. If, uh, if, if, if you hear nothing good about yourself in the day, it's got to be something you say to yourself. And so that's one of the things inside of the journal. And then these power statements. Power statements go similar, right? It's like speak, speak power into who you are and who you believe you are. Because uh, so much about, like I mentioned earlier, that childhood and the messaging we get in such right. a negative world is all the things you're not going to be. It's mm-hmm. all the things you're not. It's all the things you're. There's a deficit about who you are and how you show up and, and how you act. And this is us countering that, and uh, that's creating that lasting changes by doing these things daily. You're rewiring your brain neurobiological level like the chemicals are changing in your brain and I give the science about that inside the journal mm. um, and give people a buy-in like rather than just here's a here's a, another self-help book or tool or tactic or approach in life like I tell you why and what's happening when you do it mm. give us a teaser what what is happening <clears throat> so without getting into the neuroscience because you know what who cares about that let me just tell you what's happening is the positive parts of your birth, the parts of your brain that experience joy, uh-huh. they are becoming stronger mm-hmm. through your daily gratitude practice. Um, the positive affirmations, there's a part in your brain, again, the, the words are in there, it's in, in parts of your brain, that get stressed and overwhelmed, they are just softened. Hmm. You're less likely to get stressed and overwhelmed quicker hmm. when you're practicing these affirmations, these power statements, you're guarding your, your brain. You're priming your brain to protect you against stresses. Um, and then you're enhancing the positive parts of your brain. It's amazing. Uh, love it. That's crazy. That Like, it's such... Our brains are fascinating tools. Like, right. crazy. And, you know, I, I teach this to my guys. Everyone I've ever sat in front of and I teach, and an actual part of the B print is I have people tell themselves, I love myself a hundred times every day. Yeah. And... As you, you teach people to say affirmations, I mean, I, I know what the answer is before you even say it, but what, do you find that people are happy and willing to say affirmations, or is it like, why would I do that? That's the stupidest thing ever. Like, what would I say? Why would I tell myself I love myself so stupid? Yeah. What's been your response? Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of woo-woo stuff. Right. People don't buy into it. Right. So what do you tell them? I say, I say, the fact that you just said that tells me that it's working <laughs> because you're speaking negative affirmations right. and you're a product of that. Right. No wonder why you're saying that about it. It's working. You're right. just saying the wrong things. Correct. Let's just switch it around. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. 
myself. I love myself, right? With your yep. kids yep. in the car. I, I see when you do that with your kids, the yep. way their face looks, the way their energy is, the way that, because it works. Right. Because our brain is, is, it knows truth when it hears it. So some people's challenge is, I don't believe it. Sure. I, don't, I don't love myself. And uh, mm. so I challenge them. That I That's crazy. Like, I actually never thought about that. Like, you just brought up such an interesting fact. Like, there's a lot of people, that's cut you off, that actually don't believe that, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's so sad. What? How, how can I open this journal? How can I write these things in my book, whether it's in the journal or in your notebook? How can I write or say I love myself a hundred times in a day and I don't believe it? I what? feel like a fraud. I feel worse. And you will. Yeah. You'll probably feel worse. Right. So we put a little twist on it. We say, I'm looking forward to the day I will love myself. Mm. I'm working to love myself more today. Mm. So we put a little twist on some of the affirmation work instead of just this blanket statement of things we don't believe. I like it. And then as you start to say that, I'm working to love myself more, watch a few more weeks go by and it's like, nah, I don't totally not love myself anymore. And now we start to now we start to feel and that's the shift in the brain. That's Interesting. when you start to see it. I think what's fascinating though is is the approach we take where I power through it only because when people are people that come to me, I'm either their boss, their mentor, their CEO, or this guru or whatever, right? I'm here to I'm not here to help you. I'm here to have you make money. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm here to opposed to people are going to to help. They want help in through their brain where that's not my angle. My angle is to have you make more money or myself like that's kind of what people come to me for right in general they're not coming to me because they feel like they need to get they're broken or they don't love themselves that's never been uh, the reason why that was such a shock for me is I've never had anyone tell me that that I don't believe it and you probably would see that for who who, is, who are talking to you people that are attracted to why they're speaking to you as a therapist yeah. opposed to me as a, as a guru you know what I'm saying yeah. that's so interesting again that's going to blow my mind the rest of the day yeah. like because I just tell my kids when they're not feeling it I'll tell them I said you're, you're lying to yourself and just say it 10 times and if you don't like it after that then stop and at number 10 then they're running all the way to 100 yeah. because the truth is you do love yourself people just don't know that I can see that that's interesting. So with that being said, then what's the what's one patient of yours that's changed your mindset? Because my mindset just got changed. What's and I'm gonna change some things too. I'm gonna look for the people that aren't buying in. I'm gonna see, I'm gonna assess if is it because they just think it's it's stupid, yeah. which is a front, or if they actually don't believe it. That's a different I need to handle that more carefully. So I appreciate you teaching me that. I'll be very more I'll be way more careful with that. But um I think there's power though, because most of the time, powering through that, it's just smoke screens. It's true, right? But what's the one patient that's changed your outlook on life? Now, not who, but what was the patient situation that you learned something that changed your outlook on your practice or in your life or, or something? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, thousands of clients later. That's uh, let me dig in a little bit. <clears throat> um, I could, I can think of, I can think of how it changed me. Well, how about this one? How it touched your heart. Give me a patient example that touched your heart or changed your practice. Yeah. Is that better? That is better. I like okay. that one. Um, and I can answer both. But someone who touched my heart, that comes to me way easier. Yeah. Um, and it is, and it happens all the time. It's not even one person. But it's just like we were talking right now. When that, when that person 
can get over the threshold of I don't love myself I'm mm. not worthy or deserving of a, of a good life and then you see it the one session you have where they go I am worth I am worthy mm. I am worthy of having a life that, that I can be happy with yeah um, I have a place in this world to see that in somebody's heart and in their eyes like it will break you down on the spot and then to know that I was part of that sure like I'm I'm so blessed and I never in my life take for granted those moments where man I'm just a tool in this I was just part of the process like right. they did the work that they, they put it in they were doing I mean it's 168 hours in a week I'm with them one of them sure they're putting the work in in those 167 and then it shows up in my office like I'm so blessed to be able to see that those moments and it does change you you go home you look at your kids a little different yeah uh, I say my affirmations in the mirror a little different that night my prayers sound a little different that night right it's uh, it's powerful I love it I think you know, and, and you said that's how you handle it with your people on the prior question. I think one thing that I've learned is I'm just thinking about how you say it changes you. I think when people give me that front, like, uh, you're stupid, you know, I, I say, what do you have to lose? Like, what's the downside? Like, you may be telling, I'll tell you, I'll teach you how to do this. You're going to tell me how stupid it is. And then I'm going to say, show me your bank account. And if it's more than what, let's compare. And if it's more, then I'll do what you're telling me to do. And I think what we're learning here today is, what I'm learning is there could be some way deeper underlying reasons at the core that people won't do it. But I've always found money is one of the greatest motivators when it comes to the industries I'm in. And when people see what the result will be, I said, even if it, so, so what? Say it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Is it going to change what your outcome is now? But what if it does work? What if I told you that this is the secret in everything I've learned in, in 15 years of face-to-face, toe-to-toe sales, smash-mouth sales with customers, thousands, hundreds and hundreds of, of hours. What? This is the secret. I say I love myself between each customer call. And, and if I do, I will usually close the next one or two. And if you're not, try it. What's the worst case? That happens. You don't get to sell again. You don't have a great conversation with your life, wife again. You don't reach your kids again. Or what if it works? What if it does work? That window opens up. The possibilities become endless, opposed to your limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm super grateful that you just taught me that because that's gonna change how I handle that one. But um, back to in the journal, what what can people find or do quickly? that can help them along with the affirmations. You said the other one was my victories or what have I won? Yeah. What do you, what have you found that the victory, what does the victories do for people? Like when they list out their victories, what does that do for them? Yeah. Uh, one, it just pushes them into a place of that pat on your back. And, uh, I don't care. I don't care who you are or what field you're in, or even you 15 years into this millions of dollars and how many sales and the teams and businesses you've built. We all, respond well to praise yes we want to know we're doing a good job life's freaking hard man it is, right. there's so much we all go through and and that's what it's about yep. is and if you're not doing it for yourself no, nobody else is going to do it and even right. if they did you're not going to believe it correct you're not going to believe it and how are you going to help them right 
you praise me and I don't even believe that because I don't praise myself, I'm not mm. going to listen to you. I'm going to feel like even more of a fraud when you tell me how great the journal is and how this is, but I feel, but I feel, and I hate myself and I feel bad about it. I'm going to blow you off. Right. So that's the beauty of being very deliberate in, uh, in praising ourselves and patting ourselves on the back. So you know what's funny? So now you're saying this side of this. So, so good because I actually do this as a focus. So I may have empowered through I love myself, whether they believe it or not. But I do, though, what I do do, though, what I do, though, do do, though, is I will find something with every one of my reps that they do believe about themselves. So I'll have them tell me what they believe about themselves because they believe it, right? They'll believe themselves. You know, this is themselves, whatever, this is getting themselves used to. Yeah. But they'll believe it, and I anchor in on that thing, Beautiful. right? Yeah. So then if I tell them that they do good at the thing that they believe, then they trust me. That's a quick way that I gain trust when I'm recruiting someone. People are like, how do you recruit so well? I actually just listen to what the people tell me. I find the thing, I anchor on that, and then I tell them and they believe it. Now that raises credibility because they believe it, right? So I actually am right in line with what you're saying which makes me feel a lot better because I, I do do that. I do do that. <laughs> it's what? awesome. We respond to it. We like it. Why Why emotional though, man? We're, we're guys with beards and we're sitting here and we've got kids and we've got sons and throw the ball and ride bikes and we're motivational. And Why emotional? Like you said feminine energy. Some people might have taken like backed up to that. Or right. what? Why? What's so powerful about the emotional side of our being? Why do we need to like take care of that what's why why do we take care of that and how do we do that yeah the it's getting better with this whole uh the, the whole pandemic thing that passed by and everybody kind of being forced to to just go within a little bit more uh things becoming more normalized to saying oh i'm not feeling great either mm. and that's okay for me to say that but i mean here's here's the thing and i put up i put up a post a long time ago um as a joke i went to the dentist had my feet up and had a great view and I was looking out of the mountains uh, here in Utah like it's amazing and I said um, please no judgment but I have to come clean and admit I'm at the dentist today huh. please don't judge me I could not take care of my own teeth I had to come here and get some sure. professional help and it's all it's all fun and games and I was, but the message was sure. we're all physical beings we're all spiritual beings spiritual or not or religious all that's different but we're all emotional and mental beings as well mm -hmm. you don't turn that off and in fact the second you turn it on you're a powerful human being right um, and so why is it so important because it's just who we are right so how, how then if we are that's irrefutable argue it whatever sky's red it's blue whatever this is truth is independent of whatever anyone else tells you it's the fact we have an emotional side and it's real. How do we turn it on? Um, it's on. It's on. You're not, in fact, you don't even turn it off. Okay. And people want to, they want to turn it off because it's unpleasant and it's, it's uncomfortable and it's scary and I don't even know what to call it. I work with so many people and I'm like, tell me how you're feeling right now. And they're like, I don't know a feeling. Right. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to label a feeling. So could we say that they numb it? Because you can't turn it on, that means you can't turn it off. Right. So they numb it. So they numb it. And that's there's plenty of vices or things people do to numb it. Yeah. Right? Yep. 
So how do you unnumb it? How do you keep it? How do you massage it? How do you get the blood pumping? How do you affirmations, journaling, all that stuff? Right. That's Talk, where we're at. Have to have connection with another human being. Mm-hmm. Um, hold space for someone. Like be able to just have that just connection. You pop up in my area once in a while and open that door. That's exactly where my my heart and my mind go, goes to is it's connection. Mm. And I love this dude. And why wouldn't I pause? Sure. and just share that moment because it fuels me it 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 fuels the emotional side of who I am to be able to look you in the eyes or shake your hand or have that moment of connection and people people are missing out on that yeah they do I, I'll tell you this a funny story so the first time I went to my my meeting up there um, I drove by I drove through the complex so the I meet in the same like complex that your your office is in and I drove by and I just like, I gotta stop and see Craig. And I'm like, no, I gotta, like I had to, another meeting or whatever. And I went home and it, it, it stuck in my brain for like a week. Like, why didn't you stop and say hi? And it wasn't anything against you or me. It was just like, life got busy. Yep. Truly, there was nothing, like we were, t- nothing. In, and I thought, I will now, even if he isn't there, for my own, I am going to do things and habits, put myself in habits where I hold place for people. You said hold places for people. Uh, educate us on what that means. So I gave an ex- a quick example of what that means. I'm going to make sure I hold a place because you mean something to me in my life. I want to make sure I invest, even if it's 30 seconds, making sure I give a hug or say what's up. What does that mean to hold a place for people? What does that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, to me it means in a broader sense to just slow down. It means just to slow down. And if if I'm in the grocery store and I see maybe somebody uh, a little distraught or they look a little lost, I pause my life and I say, how are you? Mm. Do you need help with something? It's me sharing this human experience with another person and just saying, we truly are in this experience together. Let me just pause. Like, what am I in such a rush for that I can't? pause my session with whoever I was with that one day you came and I said hold on a second let me just answer this and I stepped out and it was 30 seconds Right. it was because I was in a meeting and it was a quick hug and it was a thank you and next time you know give me a heads up and maybe we've got more time together Sure. that's holding space which is which is slowing down slowing down and being get your get your eyes up right. get your heart open and just mm. and see another human in the world today, you watch the news, social media, it's like it's such a crazy place. And people aren't looking at people in the eyes or in the faces anymore. No. The way that they're treating people is, is they're just treating them like objects. If everyone said one nice thing to someone today, the world would change. You'd feel it. Yeah, the whole vibration of the earth would yeah. rise, would raise, right? Like it would, the, the rising tides would raise all the ships. And I think you do that. That's why I asked you here, because you are one of those individuals that do that. And I hope you actually get a chance to sit with every person. I want you to achieve that goal, man. I want you to spend an hour with everybody because they would be better people if they did. Um, so we're kind of over time. I do want to. I do want to uh, give one hold a place for our unofficial sponsors, Red Bull. Red Bull, you know what to do. You're welcome. Send us our check. I want to appreciate Red Bull for being the unofficial sponsor of Doors to Success because in all the doors of success that I go through, Red Bull's always been there. 
It's always been there in all the doors that I've knocked. So, thank you, Red Bull. Send me my check. It's the B fuel. <laughs> I gotta get my own line. <laughs> the B fuel. That's, that's my flavor. No one else loves my flavor. So, all right. So, uh, final question. I've just taken way too much of your time already. I appreciate you, man. I do love you. I appreciate you. Um, but if you were dying, what's the 15 seconds that you can tell? What's the last piece of advice you could give somebody that would continue on that? This is it. This is the last thing that you could, what did you learn in your life at this point in time that you could pass on that would actually, that you feel would be the most important, valuable piece of information to give? I would say start your day by getting grateful for what's in front of you. Mm. Gratitude changes what you think you don't have into all the things that you do. All the things you that you don't think you're able to accomplish into all the things you're already, you are accomplishing. Yes. So get grateful to start your day every day get grateful um, and then go make three people's lives better wow that's, that's it lift somebody else's life that's it be grateful and make someone else's day better because you were part of it love it that's if it. they did and if they did what and if they did that mm -hmm. I, they'll have everything they they think they already don't have yeah. their life would be fulfilled yeah not happy Fulfilled, which is so different. There's a lot of fulfilled people, a lot of happy people, not experiencing that feeling of fulfillment. Mm. Um, you get grateful and you seek ways to add value to other people. You, you'll be fulfilled all the way through. Love it, man. I'm a, I'm doing that today. Thank you, man. Just to summarize things I've learned, my paradigm. I'm not gonna try to force this on people, but I'm gonna seek to know the anchoring and the true beliefs that they have. I'm gonna do a better job at that. Uh, to uh, make sure my eyes are up, hearts open with people better, and I'm also gonna make sure that I, I really explore the difference. In my journaling session tomorrow, I'll explore the difference between being happy and being fulfilled. That's deep stuff. Yeah, I love that. We're gonna journal. Let's do it. We're gonna journal, we're gonna get into it, whether that's through gratitude journals, journaling your emotions, power affirmations, a lot of ways to tap into the emotional side. Mr. Craig Smith, thank you for being here, my man. I Much love. You. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for everything. You. And uh, we'll see you in the next 30 seconds. I swing by your office. Yes. Unannounced. Wait for it. <laughs>